Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Oh yeah, nothing quite like the smell of a brand new car sinking into that luxurious seat you know is going to be conforming to your own bottom very soon. Leasing a car allows drivers to experience this new car luxury and reliability with a lower monthly payment compared to buying a car. Today on the College Investor Audio Show, we explain how car leasing works and why the lower monthly payment doesn't truly mean lower costs. Let's dig right in. This is going to be fun. Leasing means you pay to drive. Remember that. When you lease a car, you're paying to drive the car. You are not paying to own it. While a car lease is a type of auto financing, it is not a traditional loan. During the lease period, you pay for the right to drive a car up to a certain number of miles. When the lease is up, you give the car back to the dealership. You never build vehicle equity when you lease the car. You simply pay to drive a vehicle. When you take out a conventional auto loan, you own the car debt-free at the end of the loan. By contrast, you will not own the vehicle you lease unless you exercise a purchase option, often involving a new loan at the end of the lease. Most leases limit you to driving somewhere between 10 and 15,000 miles a year. For example, a three-year lease may have a 40,000-mile limit. If you drive more than 40,000 miles during your lease, you'll have to pay for the excess mileage. And that can get pretty expensive pretty quickly. In general, the monthly payment for an auto lease is lower than a comparable payment on a monthly auto loan. However, that doesn't mean leasing is less expensive than buying. The lower lease payments cover the cost of depreciation on the car and the cost of financing. The payments do not allow you to build equity in a vehicle. So what happens when the lease is up? You generally have three options. Exercise a purchase option. At the end of the lease, drivers typically have the option to buy the vehicle. The end of lease purchase price is determined in the original contract. Buying the vehicle is a great option if the value of the vehicle is more than end of lease purchase price. When you don't have the cash to buy the vehicle, you take out a loan to buy it. You can just walk away from the vehicle. At the end of the lease, you can settle your account and walk away from the vehicle. You have no obligation to buy the car or lease a new one from the dealer. This is the right thing to do if the vehicle is worth less than the purchase price of the vehicle. Start a new lease. Dealerships won't always offer new lease deals, but many will offer certain incentives to get drivers to sign on to a new lease. And why wouldn't they? When you return your vehicle, you have a certain amount of negotiating power to sign on to the new lease. What are the charges when I lease a car? So when you lease a vehicle, you'll face upfront charges, monthly payments, and end of lease charges. We'll break them down right here. Upfront charges. When you lease one of these cars, you don't make a down payment. Instead, the money you pay upfront is called a capital cost reduction. The capitalized cost of a leased vehicle is basically the purchase price of the vehicle plus anything that's added to the contract. When you trade in a vehicle or put money down, you reduce the capitalized costs. 
When you pay money up front, you get the benefit of lower monthly payments during the lease. That said, industry experts often advise lessees to limit their upfront payments. Monthly payments. The monthly payment is the payment you make month in and month out for 36 months as you lease the vehicle. The monthly payment covers these five costs. Depreciation. This is the amount of value the car loses due to wear and tear. Service and insurance payments. It's common to pay for service contracts, insurance, and warranties as a part of the lease payments. The total cost of these expenses are baked into the monthly payment. Interest fees. In a car lease, the interest is called a money factor. For reasons that aren't clear to me, the money factor you see in your lease is tiny. Multiply the factor by 2400 and you'll see your annual percentage rate on the lease. A money factor of 0.005 translates to a 12% APR. Use tax. When you lease a vehicle, you'll usually pay a use tax rather than a sales tax on the vehicle. Gap insurance. Lessers may require lessees to buy guaranteed auto protection gap coverage. Gap insurance protects lenders if the leased vehicle is damaged or stolen, and traditional insurance doesn't cover the full replacement cost. Since many leased vehicles are initially underwater, lessers may require you to buy this insurance. End of account charges. If all goes well, you can return your vehicle and never pay another penny, unfortunately. Many lessees drive too much or damage the vehicle during the lease. If that's the case, you will need to pay for excess mileage or unusual damage at the end of the lease. If you choose to buy the car at the end of the lease, you can forego these charges. Will I lose money leasing a car? When you compare a lease payment to a car payment, the lease payment is usually lower than the car payment. However, if you drive year-end and year-out for decades, leasing a car is the most expensive way to drive. When you lease, you are constantly paying for depreciation on a new vehicle. Vehicles depreciate more in the first few years of driving than at any other time. When you lease, you are constantly paying for new car depreciation. Additionally, you never build equity in the vehicle, so you'll always have a payment. Eh. Since lease payments are lower than loan payments, lessees may be tempted to upgrade to a nicer vehicle than they can truly afford. Leasing a sedan may cost you just $300 a month, but buying it may cost $400 a month. If you can afford $400 a month, you might be tempted to spring for a luxury car lease rather than a sensible car purchase. In the long run, leasing a car is very, very expensive. It almost always makes sense to buy a car, preferably a car that you can comfortably afford to pay off within four years, and drive it until you can afford to pay cash for the next car. Many people will buy a car and drive it for a decade or more before trading up to a newer vehicle. How to find a great deal on a lease. So, all that said, without a doubt, leasing can be a great way to lose money. <laughs> over the long haul. But if you're considering a lease, you can find leasing deals that maybe can work in your favor. The best lease deals will be on vehicles that just have too much supply relative to their demand. Since we're in the middle of a global pandemic and an economic recession, 
There are a ton of great lease deals on late 2019 and 2020 models of vehicles. These are vehicles that dealers need to move to stay profitable. Edmunds, a company that aggregates auto pricing information, keeps a list of vehicles that can be leased for less than $199 a month. As of the recording of this podcast, there are over a dozen vehicles, including trucks, sedans, and SUVs on this list. Some have prices as low as $139 a month. Some car buying rules of thumb. Okay, so when it comes to buying or leasing a car, here are just a few rules of thumb to consider. 24-10. Put down 20% on a new vehicle. Finance the car for four years or less and the loan should take up no more than 10% of your annual income. This rule ensures that you aren't overspending on a vehicle. 10% rule. The purchase price of your vehicle should be no more than 10% of your annual income. If you're serious about building wealth, this rule will help you keep your ride well within your budget. Someone earning $50,000 would own a car worth $5,000 or less. While this is a tough rule to follow, I think it's one of the best possible rules of thumb. Too many young people put a lot of money into a car, which is depreciating asset. This rule keeps you from losing too much money early on. 1% rule. Divide the monthly payment on a lease by the sticker price, MSRP of the vehicle. If the ratio is 0.01, or less, the lease is considered a good deal. This rule won't help you know if a lease fits your budget, but it will help you get a good deal on a lease. How should you pay for your next car? Cash, preferably. And we know leasing a car may be very convenient, but it's also really expensive. My goodness, most people who are working on building their income and their wealth should not lease a car. And you're one of those most people. I know it. It just doesn't make sense from a financial perspective. If you can save cash to pay for a used vehicle, you will come out ahead. Of course, buying a sensible and reliable new car that you can pay off in four years or less might make sense too. And that's what we have for you today. I really hope that was helpful and at least help you to make a more informed decision about your next vehicle purchase. If you think this can help out a friend or a neighbor or your family members before they get stuck in the never-ending cycle of leasing and releasing, ah, just go ahead and share this with them. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also stop by thecollegeinvestor.com for a whole slew of more resources on all kinds of stuff, from student loans to credit cards to how to invest in the stock market or the real estate market, all kinds of stuff. Again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again very soon.